So it's another episode of Them Aspergers. I actually have no idea what number episode we're on now. I did start numbering them, but I don't know anymore where we are. I don't know where we're at. Uh, so moving away from our normal structure, dynamic, whatever you want to call it for this episode, I've decided that I'm picking the topic this week. Mm-hmm. Mainly because of something that's come up. I say come up, but you've been ruminating and thinking about something too much this week, I think. So I figured do a podcast on it, get it out of your system, uh, and then (laughs) it might be better for you. (laughs) What? Nothing. What's wrong with that? No, no, you're right. Am I right? You're right. Do you even know what it is? I know, yeah, I know I've been thinking about too much and calling you just to rant about, yeah. Yeah, you have been calling me, which is good. It's good that you uh, have a burger buddy to ring when you're verging on meltdown. That's always a good yeah. thing to do. Uh, I guess, like, when you're about to have a meltdown, it's good to have someone to call that's on the spectrum as well. Yeah. Because um, you understand what's happening. I guess for those that just know people that are autistic but aren't themselves... Yeah, if you know somebody else that's on the spectrum, I guess it's different than telling someone that's not, someone that's not knows you, but doesn't know you, like they kind of, I've seen it, know what you're going through, but wouldn't know. Don't understand. Yeah. So like, it's good that you called me about that. Yeah. But anyway, so like the topic we're talking about is um, why people go undiagnosed. Yeah. Or I suppose I want to talk to you about uh, how people can go, like the late diagnosed. Um, There's been a few people lately that I've spoken to, um, weirdly, that are late diagnosed, are waiting diagnosis. um, And yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that you have to try and figure out why some people just go unnoticed, I guess. Like what is about that that does stuff? I mean, initially, you can put it down to awareness, I suppose. Yeah. Um, people not knowing what it's about, what it is. Uh, you know, with some people, you just assume that that's How what they are. are. But, like, yeah. I mean, it's you that's been thinking about this a lot this week. So, you know, normally when we talk about this and you do the topic, I do all the talking to start off with. But because this one's mainly about... Well, I say mainly about you. I mean, I know I went through the same thing you went through. Yeah, like everything that I've called you about and ranted to you about, I kind of felt like I was saying all the words of things that I was thinking, but equally I know that you've said basically exactly the same thing to me before about yourself. So I guess we have almost like identical feelings on it. Yeah, um, I mean... Well, I mean, what's the thing you've been going through? Because obviously for you, it's it's a new thing. Uh, I mean, I'm the one that told you about possibility or... Well, I should say possibility. I'm the one that said you've got it. I know you've said that other people in the past have suggested you might. Yeah. Um, but you didn't really give much weight to it, I guess. It wasn't until I said it that you, I suppose, took it on board. I mean, um, I am good at spotting it in people, I think. I've got good at that. Yeah, uh, recognizing it in people, I have suggested it to other people have been the past, and then they've gone to have it looked at, and then it turns out they are. Yeah. Um, and obviously with you, I'm like a hundred percent, hundred percent that you definitely are uh, autistic. That you've got Asperger's. Like I would say, in your case, your Asperger's is is way more noticeable than my own. Yeah. And I got diagnosed. Uh, mine was accidental, I suppose. Like I didn't want to get diagnosed uh well I wasn't looking for a diagnosis of Asperger's I was looking for something else and it just came up whereas in your case you're going at it like that but yeah this week you've had some proper issues with it and I just guess like what are they like what's your main problem with this late diagnosis like because you you seem happy that it's okay that you've been diagnosed or that you're in the process of waiting a diagnosis now I know you're in a list yeah and you're waiting for to be assessed and be diagnosed but um, this week you've seemed kind of annoyed that nobody noticed, I guess, yeah. is the is the thing you're looking for, um, is that you, you don't like that people didn't pick up on it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more along that, like what's annoyed you about it? Yeah. 
Well, like, it's weird because obviously last week we did the pros of Asperger's and it was quite positive and I felt really positive. Yeah. But then, the th- so it's not like a, yeah, it's not an angry at having it. It's an anger at going so long without any kind of help or support. And I don't think it's because I've been incapable because I'm not incapable. I don't think, like, I don't think being on the spectrum means that you're necessarily incapable. Like, I could do things, but I just think, like, it means that I've struggled a lot more to do things that other people would find easy. And I guess, like, what triggered it was I got my uni results back this week. And, I mean, I failed. I failed everything. But I have, like, a I have a lot of anger over it because... Not just because I failed. I failed because I hate my course. And I'm annoyed because I told... I told everyone, told everyone in my second year that I hated the course I was doing. I didn't think that I should do it. I'm annoyed that I took the course because I feel like I only took it because a careers advisor basically told me that that was, he just gave me this one option. I'm annoyed that I took the A-levels I took because again, I just took them because people told me I should. But I don't feel like anyone ever went like, what do you want to do? And I wouldn't have necessarily known, but I wasn't really... Like, I just went along with everything that everyone told me and that's what entered me up on a course that I didn't want to do. And then I just stuck with it because I just got told to stick with it. And then when I told the uni about having been to a therapist and now being on the waiting list to getting diagnosed, there was no support that was offered and I'm not, like, criticising my university for it, but, like, I had to get up and do a presentation where I couldn't do it. I was really bad at the presentation itself I couldn't, I can't sit in exams, like exam rooms make me really uncomfortable. I hate walking into a room full of people. I can't put my hand up to ask to go to the toilet or to ask to leave or anything like that because that makes me nervous. I struggled with the exams anyway because like revising for something that I fundamentally disagree with, which is is my own problem with the course, but I have a, I have... I have a proper issue with the thing I'm studying. I don't agree with it. Mm. So that's difficult for me to, I don't know. And I'm just angry that I know that I was different the whole way through growing up. So like my mum obviously said that she always thought I was on the spectrum. I didn't really have many friends. I feel like at school it should have been obvious because I didn't have many friends and I didn't really, I, I wasn't really, like I couldn't put my hand up in class and ask questions or anything like that. And I just feel like, there were there were loads of telltale signs. There's loads of other stuff, like the way I was with food. Couldn't have any food that touched each other on the plate. I couldn't have food that had like sauce on it. Like everything had to be proper plain. Um, just the way I am with routines. Like there was loads of things I think that would be giveaways, but no one did anything about it. And that's what irritates me. And I'm not like blaming any one particular person. I just wish that someone somewhere down the line had like just picked up on it and then maybe I could have got some support well yeah I mean I know what you mean um people don't well I I guess because there's like I mean I mean one of the reasons we're doing these like podcasts is because it's more of an awareness thing um because obviously I'd always noticed that when I watch Asperger's stuff on telly or you read about it in books or anything like that. I always feel like it's from the view of someone who um, has studied it, understands it that way, and they're they're giving like a factual representation of it. Yeah. So I kind of always felt like something like this would be a good idea because you're hearing like two people who have it different ways at different stages of it. Like I've been diagnosed seven years and a bit now. Um, but yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like when you get diagnosed, like initially you're happy that you've had the diagnosis, but then you start looking back at your own life and realizing all these things you did that, um, you know, were different or why you you know why you did them now. Yeah. Back then you didn't, you look at it and think nobody else was doing this. Why, why was I doing this? Why did I see it this way? Or why did I behave this way? Um, and then 
you realize like you get told your diagnosis, you get told what it is, you find out what Asperger's is, and then all this stuff suddenly makes sense. And there's like this weird relief and like yeah. weight off your shoulders. You're like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Like, oh, that's great. Like, that's why I did that. And, you know, I'm not a weirdo and that kind of thing. But then later on, when you think about it some more, you start thinking, why did nobody notice this? Like, yeah. it's blatant now. Like, you can't see it another way. Initially, you're thinking, why am I behaving this way? And then when you get a diagnosis, all these weird things that you couldn't understand all of a sudden make sense. Um, and yeah, you do start thinking, why did nobody else notice? Um, I mean, what do you think the benefits of, say you were diagnosed at like the standard age of four? Or what, ben- how, I mean, what benefits to that do you think there are? I don't know. Like, I think there's benefits and drawbacks to both early and late diagnosis. I yeah. think... The benefits would be just not being forced to... I don't know how it works. I don't know how you're treated. So I can't say for sure, but I feel like you wouldn't be forced as much to do things that made you really uncomfortable. So like, for example, I was often like told that I had to go and say... that I had to go and make friends with like people. Like if I went on holiday, if there were other kids there, like I'd be told like, you have to go over and introduce yourself and make friends. And that was something that I really didn't want to do and that I found really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. So like, I mean, that's just one example, but things like that at uni, I can't sit in lectures and listen, like I've spoken about this before. Mm-hmm. Um. So maybe there would have been some way to go around that. I don't know. Um, just, just, yeah, just elements of support. But then I also think one of the benefits to a late diagnosis is you kind of figure out how to do stuff and how to blend in and maybe you fit in with NT people better. Yeah. I mean, I've said that before. Yeah. Um, the, the late diagnosis you can't tell are on the spectrum, but the early diagnosed ones you can. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's because I've always thought that the ones that are early diagnosed just have a purer version of Asperger's, I suppose, because it's not having to be hidden or masked or anything like that, which is more what you've had to do. It's definitely something I had to do. Yeah. Um, but I know you're annoyed with like the uni not being able to help you because you emailed them and told them and they didn't do anything. And obviously... You said you can't really like give presentations and that kind of thing. And yeah. I know that your grade from uni has bothered you uh, mainly because it's not what... Well, I mean, I don't know if it is what you wanted, but it's not great. And I know you pretty much put the whole grade of that down to um, not being diagnosed uh, or not getting the support you needed. I mean, same for me, like going yeah. to school college uni that kind of thing all my grades are like really average and that's just because you didn't have the support network you need I mean but I would have thought more with you than me because you're younger than me that when you were in school yeah autism was something that was more recognized I guess like when I was in school I've mentioned before it was a time when people didn't notice so when I went through school People wouldn't, I mean, I could have been doing things that were blatantly obvious, but no one really picked up on what it is because it's something that isn't very well known. And then by the time I'd made it to like through secondary school to college and that, I'd learned how to hide it so well, you wouldn't notice it anymore anyway. But in your case, I would have assumed that um, someone would have picked up on it sooner uh, because I'm assuming by the time you went to school, like it was definitely more established. People knew what it was. Um, so it just seems weird that you weren't, but then equally, like, I don't know what you were like as a child. I don't know how obvious it was. Um, like it's, it's a weird thing. Cause if I hadn't have told you that you've got Asperger's, um, then I'm not sure how this would have gone with what's happened recently. Like, I don't know if you'd feel any differently, like, cause obviously you've got something the reason why, but like, if I hadn't have told you this, how would you have felt about like what happened with the uni and that yeah I don't know I don't like I just don't know like I it's difficult because I don't blame getting a bad grade on having Asperger's because I 
that's not the problem. Like, I am not very good at the course I'm doing. I don't agree with it. And I equally, yeah. like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I, I genuinely don't understand it. So that's not, it's not me saying that because I've got Asperger's is the reason why I've done bad at uni. It's not. Like, I've done bad at uni because I, I don't understand the course and I'm not. Well, yeah, I know that. But reason, when, when but... you called me about your, um, like when you were going to have a meltdown, you called me. Like you were talking about how um, you were just annoyed that nobody noticed. Yeah, I'm just annoyed that, yeah, I kind of feel like it was almost like letting me, letting me struggle, letting me suffer. Like, and it wasn't, and I'm, it's not, like I say, it's not like one particular person's fault. I'm just angry that it slipped through the, yeah, I kind of feel like I slipped through the system. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Um, like I say, I don't know if I'm honest, I don't know how it works. So I'm not sure. I might, it must be the parents that do it. Yeah. So parents must have to go to whoever. Yeah. Say there's something weird about my child, uh, get him diagnosed, get him sorted. And that's how kids work. So it's like a parent's decision. Um, I know when you get older, like you just get yourself referred and then it's done. Um, and it does seem to be more and more people are getting themselves diagnosed these days. Uh, I've always sort of asked people like why they're doing it. Some people are just doing it because they need to know. Some people are doing it to get help and support. Um, do you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Like I did it because I needed support and you're doing it because you need to know. Um, yeah. But it's it's just, yeah, I, I guess because the awareness is, is more so now that more and more people are being told this is a possibility, you might be on the spectrum, you might get help. But like, do you feel like, because I did, do you feel like you've kind of missed out on stuff then because you weren't diagnosed sooner? Like, because I always kind of wanted like um, like a chance to go through like everything again. So like almost like a reset button. Once I got diagnosed, I kind of wanted to go back to like being a child again and just going through that again. But as someone that's on the spectrum um, and it took me a while to realize that that wasn't something that could happen. Yeah. So the weird thing I've noticed with Asperger's is, you know, when you say a situation happens, an interaction yeah. with someone and you think, oh, I should have said that. Yeah. Why didn't I say that? You start believing that there is a possibility that you can go back and tell them yeah. what you wanted to tell them. It doesn't occur to you that what's happened has happened and there's nothing that you can do about that. You genuinely believe, like, it's the same with, like, when I start thinking about, like, playing the lottery. Yeah. Uh, like, I think, oh, yeah, and when I win it, um, this is what yeah. I'm going to do. And then it's happened. Like, there's no, like, weird, like, yeah, but that might not happen. And I think that's the same thing with, like, you know, you can't deal with the hypotheticals and that kind of thing. I think there's, like, a weird black and white thinking to this. Where you think you can go back. So when I got diagnosed, I believed there was a way to go back. And, and start again. Start again. Um, and then you have to accept the fact that you can't. And you've gone through your life to this point And there's no starting again. Uh, you've just got to then continue from where you are now, knowing what you know. Um, but I went through the same thing. I started thinking like, oh, I should have done this. I could have done that. I would have been here. Like, And you get this... Um, I suppose you are angry. Yeah. Initially, you are angry about it. You're angry that uh, nobody picked up on it. Nobody noticed. Uh, my main issue, I think, was uni. Yeah. Because the things uni was calling me in for were things that... I looked at, like, some of my older projects and essays and things I'd written in uni and looked at the notes on the front. And the things that I failed them for or, like, got a really low mark for were things that were Asperger related. Yeah. All of it. All of it. I didn't see anything on any of them that wasn't. I now look at them and just think, yeah, this is because of that. That's why I didn't do well here. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, my degree turned out to be quite a low-level degree. I haven't done anything with it, and I graduated, like, eight years ago. Um, and I'm not going to do anything with it. And obviously, I've got a debt now because, obviously, I took a loan out to go to uni and that kind of thing. And you do think, like, I should get that money back because I went through uni and it was a waste of time because I didn't have the support. Even though I don't know what the support is yeah. uh, for people that have got Asperger's, I don't know what people that Asperger's that go through uni, college, school, what they actually get or what the difference is. Um, but I feel like it would have been would have been better. And like you said with your careers advisor, 
um, telling you to do a course that you didn't want to do. Um, the thing is with Asperger's, obviously, like a lot of people with Asperger's probably know this. We're not good at making decisions. Yeah. Uh, we don't really get like a gut feeling towards stuff. You, the amount of times people have asked me, what do you want to do uh, with your life? And the amount of times I've gone, I don't know. Yeah. So you then know you've got to make a decision. So you just let other people make the decisions for you because that's easier because you think you've got working like brain empathy yeah. sympathy whatever like you can make a decision you've seen me you know me what do you think I should do and they tell you and you just go right that's what I'm doing then yeah uh and then you just go running straight into it because there's not that part of you that says um are you sure you want to do this because you you don't know and I think that's that's the problem like had you been diagnosed maybe the careers advisor would have been different would have told you something and you just got this annoyance that you picked a course you didn't want to do yeah you didn't get the help and the things that your grades are on or the reason that you failed so far is all to do with Asperger's um yeah yeah like all of it all the, the reasons why you haven't been able to do certain things is because of your Asperger's and obviously if you were diagnosed you would have got some sort of help through that so that's why you're like you're angry uh I mean like I say I went through the same thing obviously ages ago I went through the same yeah. thing but you do once you get diagnosed, there is that initial, like I said, wave of this is good. Like, I'm glad I know this makes sense. And then it's usually followed with this. Why has no one said this before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I think like another thing that I was coming to terms with when I was getting angry was I was excited to get diagnosed. And one of the re but I kind of feel like one of the reasons I wanted to get diagnosed was like, obviously, you've got a social worker that helps you out with things. Yeah. I kind of figured that I would get a social worker, be able to say to the social worker, I don't want to do the job I'm doing. Yeah. I want to do a job that's right for me. And the social worker will just go, cool, this job's right for you. You can just start doing this now. And I've really, like, I, I think, like, I didn't. It wasn't like an active thought, but I think it was a subconscious thought in my head. And then I just kind of, it clicked the other day that that's not going to happen. That's just... Um, I don't know. Like when I got diagnosed, I obviously saw a regular therapist who yeah. helps you come to terms with your diagnosis. You, I saw a sensory therapist, told me about my sensory needs and that kind of thing. And then I saw an occupational therapist ah. who just went through some things about me to try and help me. I mean, obviously I still didn't find the job I was looking for. Yeah. I mean, it's still NHS funded. You only get so many sessions. Yeah. Um, but she tried to help me find what I might be good at. And social workers are good because obviously if there is a job you do want um, and you can't go for the interview process, they help with that. Like if you haven't yeah. got a CV, they're good at helping with that kind of stuff. Like, so there is stuff they can do. Um, but I know what you mean. Like once you get diagnosed, you think that you need you'll be able to figure out what's really like you because you feel like you found this big part of yourself out that you didn't know. Yeah. So then all the other stuff you think will start fitting into place. Loads of stuff does. Some stuff still doesn't come. And I think knowing what you want to do with your life uh, is not one of those things that comes with getting a diagnosis. I thought it would, but like as far as knowing what career I want or what job I want to do, I still don't. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Like at this point, I'm kind of just you read a lot about people that have Asperger's not being able to get employment. You have to kind of just think like, it's it's lucky I've got a job. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, I know what you mean though. Uh, you do start thinking like, they can sort this, they can sort that. But I think that's one of the reasons that you need support and help is so a lot of people with Asperger's, myself, you, we can't decide on stuff. Yeah. Um, and obviously you've got to think before you were diagnosed, you were left to make those decisions by yourself. So you wouldn't know if you're making bad choices, good choices. You're just making choices, which is why you start handing it over to other people because you can't make that decision. Yeah. Whereas once you're diagnosed, you know that about yourself and then you can ask for help. But before then, I imagine you just were like blindly wandering through stuff and just picking things at random. Yeah. And, and this is what worries me because I had a job at a cafe before I... Well, I got the job when I was like 15, 16, started working there. And then I stayed working there and I wanted to quit on several occasions. I hated it and I wanted to leave. Like looking back at it now, it wasn't that bad. But like at the time I hated it. I wanted to leave. I wanted my weekends back, like because, you know, going to school at the week and stuff like that. 
but I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to quit and like now I understand that that's just a trait of Asperger's it's a change and it's scary but like I would not quit that job and the only thing that made me leave I'd probably still be working there now is because I was coming to uni and I had always said to my boss that I was coming to uni and that was happening and even then I went back for Christmas and Easter and the summer holidays it was only when I got the job here because I needed money and the only way I could come to that interview was I interviewed with a friend of mine who dragged me to the interview and the two of us sat in there together um and now in the job I'm in like I can't see myself leaving because it's your routine now it's my routine now yeah and it's it's it it fresh it makes me angry that I feel like I'm stuck. And I, like that's not me saying that I necessarily want to leave my job right now. But I'm just saying that I feel like I'm just going to be stuck in this weird cycle. And that makes me angry that having... Because uh, you hear... Like I hear all the time people say, Oh yeah, well I was working there but now I'm working here. And they've just flipped their jobs and just changed their what they're doing and the same with people doing courses and they'll just change their course to something else or they'll just change they'll just change different parts and different aspects of their life like it's no big deal whereas for me that would be just the the biggest most monumental change but for them yeah it's nothing it's so flippant and carelessly carelessly yeah carelessly just just whatever yeah i mean exactly um but without diagnosis you do think well how are they able to do that why can't i do that um but once you've been diagnosed or now that i've told you that's what it is i mean does that make it any better or worse knowing that the reason that you can't just up and leave like everybody else is because there's that part of you that's got so used to the routine of being at work and being in the same place and going to the same thing and doing the same thing day in, day out, that you're settled there and not settled in the same way that other people settle. When someone with Asperger's settles, you don't settle like, you know, when you hear and people go, oh, I've settled down now, like yeah. I'm settled, like that kind of thing. It's, it's a different type of settle. Like it's not, I wouldn't even, I don't even think settle is a strong enough word for what it is. Yeah. It's like you've locked it in. Like yeah, that um, is what you do now. So like when you get a job, it doesn't matter if you hate it, uh, it is what you do. So you understand the layout of the store. I mean, like, it's part of the reason why we can work in retail is because I'm so used to the the things people are going to say that even though they're strangers, they all have the same things they're going to say. I know the layout of the store. I know my jobs for the day. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I have my set things I do on certain days at certain times. Um, But if you up and leave and change job, like, that's, that's like a huge part of your routine gone. Yeah. But if you're not diagnosed and you don't understand why you're not leaving and you are autistic, but you haven't had a diagnosis yet, it doesn't make any sense why you can't just leave. You find yourself moaning about something or complaining about the job or complaining about whatever and saying, I hate this, but you don't understand why you can't just go. Whereas if you're diagnosed, um, you totally get why you can't go. And it makes it a little bit easier, I think, when you know why, like I've kind of got into this stage of now just accepting that that is my Asperger's. So now instead of getting like worked up or angry or upset or meltdowny about something, I kind of treat my Asperger's like it's this entity that yeah has the control and as much as I'd like to, because that's another thing that is weird when you explain it to someone is NT people, when they know they do something and they know they've got like a pattern or repetitive behavior, they're aware of it and they try to stop it and break it um, and do something about it. People with Asperger's, I can tell people what I'm about to do before I'm about to do it. And I can tell them that I don't want to do it yeah, uh, because it annoys me, but I'll do it anyway. And I'm so massively self-aware of like all my traits and the things I do, um, but I'll do them anyway. Yeah. And like when I got before diagnosis, I kind of just thought that um, once I got diagnosed, they'd teach me how to work with them, how to figure it out. But what they taught me was, and I've mentioned this before, is just to be aware that I'm going to do these things and, yeah. w- and just understand why I do these things. Um, and it does help. Uh, it's just at the stage you're at now, 
you're just going to be thinking about once you get diagnosed, if you can change the way that you behave. But really, once you get diagnosed, you have to just accept the way you behave. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's difficult because I'm still kind of annoyed. Like talking about it is making me annoyed. Even yeah, though, I can see a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. Like I'm not. It's difficult because, like I said, I'm not annoyed at any particular person or thing. I'm just annoyed. I guess I'm annoyed that it happened to me. I don't know. I don't know how to. Um. Because I know you've gone through exactly the same thing, so maybe yeah, you understand it a little bit better. I got annoyed that um, I'd gone as long as I'd gone and struggled as long as I'd gone. And like I'd seen therapists that told me that I'd managed to survive. And that really annoyed me because I remember thinking, so basically I've just managed to survive this long. Yeah. That I've got to where I am because I've just like struggled through it and just managed to come out of the other end. So that in itself was irritating because I felt like I had all this like potential and that I could have been something more or achieved more and didn't. Yeah. Because I was unnoticed, undiagnosed and just struggling through stuff. So like if you think about it on as a level, like I would say that what I've achieved or who I am now is quite average, plain, I suppose work in a shop do you know what I mean like got a flat like by the way people like like I don't own a car like I I don't I I, I rent do you know what I mean like I don't have a mortgage you know the things that people measure life on yeah if you look at me like if I was NT and the way I am some people would see me as um I suppose just average because I don't you know I don't holiday I don't really have any like trophies or you know like achievements in that sense like I've never won like an award for something like do you know like the kind of things that people see themselves as successful like and I could be massively generalizing here and I probably am and there's probably people out there that are NT that have the same things I have and consider themselves do you know I mean like that they've done well yeah um but like on an autistic scale or on Asperger's I'm considered to have done really well because, like, I've managed to hold a job down. Like, I don't have to live in a house share and I've managed to be able to live independently. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I have a job in retail and have been promoted within that job. So that in itself makes things better when you get diagnosed because you're measuring yourself on the NT scale. So you're looking at the way NT people see life and success and happiness and all that kind of stuff. And you're measuring your life against the way they measure life. Yeah. Um, but once you get diagnosed, you weigh your life on someone with autism and what they've achieved. Um, and it makes everything a little bit better. So, like, you stop thinking, like, oh, I'm in, like, a dead-end job. You start thinking, like, but I managed to have a job and keep a job. As opposed yeah. to, like, I'm working in a job I hate for, you know, not, it's, this is not what I want to be doing. Um, you start thinking, like, but look how well it is or look how well I'm doing, really. And like, it's the same for you, like you're young, um, like you have your own place, you are management within a shop. Do you know what I mean? Like you've, you will finish uni at some point this year. Do you know what I mean? So you'll have a degree no matter what grade it is and you've managed to get that unassisted. So you have to like think of it that way uh, more so, I suppose. Like same for me, like I got GCSEs, I got a degree, all this stuff and I didn't. I wasn't diagnosed. Yeah. I didn't have any support. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I just managed to do it, which is considered, like, a big deal in that sense. you just got to see it more that way. But obviously, you've spent how long thinking that you're neurotypical? Yeah. So you it's getting out of that frame of mind and really understanding that you're not, which is why you want the piece of paper that says you're autistic, because then you've got proof and then you can try and get yourself into the I'm not NT and I am autistic. And then you have to like accept that the things you have done are good things and stop seeing it as like a bad thing. Yeah. If you don't get your degree and proper fail and like do your resets and don't get it, like you know you need help. You know you didn't get the help. You didn't do it. But you still manage to get to that stage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like you have to start doing stuff that way and you have to start seeing things as a the achievements you've got like when you compare them to what regular people see as achievements they're not 
but when you compare them to, you know, having like autism and being able to achieve them, that's better. Yeah. You know? I know. It's, it's weird. It's just a weird... It's weird because I can't pinpoint what it is specifically that's annoying me. And when when I think about it, there's just different things that come up in my head that I find irritating. I find it irritating that a lot of people mentioned to me that I was different, but nobody said why I was different or thought about looking into it. Like, I, I suppose, I mean, it's an awareness thing. There's no awareness I thing. I know. Like, you've got to remember that you didn't know you had it and you didn't consider it a thing. Same with me. I didn't know what Asperger's was until a therapist told me that's yeah. what it was. So you've got to think, like, it's not like everybody out there knows what Asperger's is and they know how to identify it. I suppose if it was more of a thing and it was more obvious and it was more, like, I don't know if, like, the information was out there for people to understand what it was then you'd have done the stuff that you were doing and people would have gone Asperger's, but they didn't. So, and for most people, they don't know you well enough or don't understand it deep enough. So they just think weirdo. Yeah. Like I, though, and perhaps it's my own fault in the sense that I never went to see a therapist until you told me I should see a therapist. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, at that point I went to see a therapist because just because of the way I like the kind of meltdowns that I have but it wasn't necessarily for Asperger's like I didn't say that to the therapist that was their own thing but yeah maybe I should have seen a therapist but then I think don't blame yourself because if you've got Asperger's going to see a therapist is quite a big deal and you wouldn't just do that on your own without being made to. So it's this whole big thing. But yeah, like I didn't, nobody ever said to me Asperger's other than my mum after I mentioned it said that she always thought I was on the spectrum. But I did get called a sociopath quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, it can be seen that way. Yeah, sociopath, um, OCD. Yeah. And bipolar. Yeah, bipolar comes up a lot. They're the three main ones that I got told by my friends and boyfriends that I've had. Bipolar, I feel like it gets mentioned more with girls. So girls on the spectrum seem to get misdiagnosed as bipolar or something like that more than guys. Yeah. In guys, it seems to be they tend to go to autism first. But yeah, like you said, uh, bipolar and that kind of thing. In girls, it tends to be that one. I don't know why that is. It must yeah. be like something to do with like how people perceive uh, emotions in a guy and a girl. But yeah, I do. I have heard spoke to a few girls that are autistic that have said that they were confused with being bipolar first. So yeah, that's that's something. Yeah, I also have noticed from a lot of people that I've looked into because I've I've watched a lot of people who have Asperger's now talk about their Asperger's and in particular like females because I know that it is thought to affect females differently to males or like you say it could just be perceptions but a lot of females that seem to be diagnosed with Asperger's tend to be diagnosed with other things as well and I wonder if the other things as well are just traits of Asperger's or like their traits yeah. which I'm, I'm not saying they haven't got this other thing but maybe they have it because of Asperger's. Because I can see, like, a lot of people get diagnosed with depression alongside Asperger's, um, ADHD or ADD alongside it as well. And I don't think I've got either of those, but I can see why someone could think that I had bipolar because it sometimes I can be fine and then all of a sudden be really meltdown-y. I can see... Yeah. And I can see why someone could say OCD because of how I am with my routines. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the thing though, like, but I mean, not to get into like a whole gender thing, but um, it's weird that because male, I mean, I have like the routine things yeah, true. and my mood can just change. True. But it's it's weird that like I've never been accused of, well, not accused, but I've never, it's never been suggested that I might be bipolar or that I might have OCD or something like that. Like it is definitely something I hear more in women. That yeah, they, that's true. It gets suggested that they've got these other things. Like, because I would say 
that I do the same things. Um, and it, yeah, so it's, it's weird because um, I always think it's odd that people always tell you like, oh, we should get yourself checked out or it's bipolar and that kind of thing. Like you need to be labelled uh, yeah. in that kind of thing. And some people are against it. Uh, I know a few people that are definitely, definitely have Asperger's but will not get a diagnosis. Yeah. Because they don't want the official label of a diagnosis. They would rather know they've got it, but also know that it's not something like, I guess you worry that once you're diagnosed, you've got to like declare it or something, which yeah. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think you have to. Like I do when I'm filling out like forms and it says any disabilities, I always fill it in there. But um, I don't think it's like... Wait, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's like a, a legal, legal requirement, requirement that you yeah. have to always tell everyone you've got it. I think if you just choose not to and then it becomes a problem, it was then your own fault for not saying it in the first yeah. place. So I tend to just disclose it to everyone that I have to. Um, But yeah, I suppose looking back at your life and trying to pinpoint how those... And you always look at like the... I suppose the the hard bits or the bad bits. Yeah. Or the bits that you think, if only someone had known then, that would not have been as bad as it was. Um, yeah. It's hard to not do that. Like with obviously when we've talked about obsessive thoughts and like that kind of thing. Once the idea is in your head, uh, it's hard to not do it. Like even if I say to you now, don't do it. All that does is make you try and think of more times when it's happened. Yeah, that's true. I think... Um... Going back to the what other people have said as well, sociopath was the one that I got the most. The like more people told me they thought I was a sociopath than anything else. But like, that's that's like if you if you explain your thought processes out loud to people, which is probably what you were doing. Yeah, that's where that's coming from. Yeah, like I have, I don't have very much emotion. Not that I don't have any emotion whatsoever, but I know that I don't have as much emotion as other people seem to and especially in relationships it's a lot of the time in relationships people say that I'm quite cold which I I, I get why they say it I understand that I could be but also like it's weird is it's weird that people would I don't know it's weird that people would what it's weird that people would call you a sociopath because of, yeah, explaining your thought process. And, and like, I have really standard thought processes which get me through things. So if I feel sad or worked up or anxious about something, I always have the same thought process of, in a week's time, this won't even be a big deal. In a month's time, it definitely won't be a big deal. And that's how I deal with everything. And I always have. So when I was younger... And the same for if I was going to get in trouble for something. So if I knew like that I'd done something wrong and my parents were going to tell me off, I'd have the same thought process of there's someone right now being told off way worse than you are. So it doesn't matter. And but like if you say that to people, they they think that it's, you don't care. But that was just my coping mechanism. But then I, I just find it weird that people went straight to sociopath for having. Oh, instead of autism. Instead of autism. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's because when people explain their neurotypical thoughts to you and their neurotypical thought processes to you, you see them as weird. Yeah. And they don't make sense because you're applying your autistic view on the way they're doing something. So you're applying your own logic and your own reasoning to something they're saying and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So in the same way that a neurotypical person could explain to you how they do something that could make you think that's crazy or mental. Um, and it's the same thing the other way around. When you explain an autistic thought process, they apply their neurotypical logic and reasoning to it. And it comes back as there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, that's how I ended up seeing a therapist and getting myself diagnosed because the girl I was with at the time, I she knew me. I'd explained some of the things I was thinking and doing and she just went, there's something wrong with you. You need help. And I told you, I said like in the very first episode of this, when we weren't getting diagnosed, she was convinced that I was going to like climb a clock tower and start shooting people or something like that. Yeah. She thought I was going to have like a full on thing. And I was never going to. 
Uh, it's just she felt that I would never deal with anything emotionally. Yeah. She said that no matter what happens to you, it's the same. It's constantly the same with you. It's the same. You react to everything the exact same way. Uh, and she said, no matter what I'm telling you, like, you just, it's the same reaction. Like, she said, I could just, I could predict the way you're going to behave to something. And she'd been with other people and seen they hadn't done that. And obviously, like, when you've been in a relationship a few times, do you know I mean like you've been say you've been with like seven people, six of them all react the same way, and then you've got the one that doesn't. Yeah. And I was the one that doesn't, which is why she told me to go see someone, and they were like, "It's just Asperger's." But initially, I believed her. So when she said it, I was thinking like, "Oh God, what if I am one of those people that like does that?" Do you know I mean I started thinking like, "What if I just one day flip and like all the stuff that was building up inside me because I haven't been dealing with it properly." just all came out in one go and I just went on like a spree. And same thing there, like no one went, you're just autistic. No one went like, it's your... Uh, and it was weird because I remember her watching um, America's Next Top Model, which was around the same time that I got diagnosed. And there was literally a contestant on there that had Asperger's. And they were talking about how this person had to do like, where she had to look at the camera lens to have a picture taken. And she couldn't do it she couldn't look directly at anyone to do anything so yeah. all her pictures were always sideways on or like do you know what I mean like that yeah. kind of thing profile and she'd never do a face shot and then one episode she does do a face shot and they talk about it and she comes out and says this is so hard because of this that and the other my ex had been watching that <laughs> and didn't say to me do you know what actually I've been watching this episode for a while this contestant's been on it every week maybe you've got Asperger's no she told me maybe you're going to kill a load of people <laughs> So, like, it's it's just the way it is. Like, people don't go naturally down that route. So, like, you were probably told you were a sociopath because they know what that is. People know what a sociopath yeah. is. People know what that is, but they don't know what Asperger's is. And so they go to the thing that they recognize. I don't think it's like they were thinking Scarlett's probably autistic, but I'm going to tell her she's a sociopath. Yeah. yeah I think okay. they just thought... um, Scarlet, like there's just something weird about her. And when you explain what you've got, they apply what limited knowledge they have on like mental health and that kind of thing. And they've drawn the conclusion that you're a psycho. But yeah. um, do you know what I mean? Like if you met someone like me, because you met me and I know all about like Asperger's autism, that kind of thing. When you told me the things you did, I just kind of went, you know, you've got Asperger's. Yeah. Um, I didn't go to, do you know you're mental? Do you know you're a psycho? Do you know you're a sociopath? Because I understood it. And there's a good chance that if you'd never met me, you would still not be, you wouldn't be getting diagnosed. I don't know if you'd have ever got diagnosed. I, I feel like there was a chance that I might have gone to therapy, but that was just because I was in a relationship where I lived with the person and they were getting to a point of what's wrong with you. Like yeah. I, I was being told like almost weekly that I was really cold and that I showed no affection and that it's it's weird because it's like I've got no emotion a lot of the time. But then if I'm about to have a meltdown, I have too much emotion and I'm like hysterical. And they couldn't work out why I could get so emotional over uh, something tiny. But then when it came to the relationship or anything else, like I had... I have nothing and then I was starting to get confused as well because I would think I'm not a cold person but maybe I am a cold and I couldn't I couldn't work out what I was doing wrong so they'd say you're not showing me any affection and I would kind of go yeah. I don't really know what you mean but like when you think about how frustrating that was and how oh yeah it was so frustrating but like now that you know what it is it makes it easier yeah because you don't think like you don't start any time thinking but then this is the problem. Like, you get told that's what it is. Yeah. You think, oh, that makes sense. All that times I did this and all the times we argued about that, that's fine. But then you think, but we argued about it and he knew me and obviously he knew me well enough to tell me that something was wrong, but he didn't think it was Asperger's. Yeah. Um, and you got to think, like, you do, you do just do that. You just assume that everybody must have known. Everybody was saying it, but... Especially now, like, especially now that the more I know about it, the more things that I've gone, that fits the profile perfectly, that fits the profile perfectly. And then I just think, 
why did no one tell me that these things were weird? Like, for example, the way I am with touch and the fact I've always had a pillow that I stroked at night and when I felt stressed and I always have to stroke something soft to calm me down. Why did no one go, that's not normal at this point? Like, you can have a comfort blanket when you're a baby, but you can't, like, I'm 21 years old and no one told me that that was a little bit weird. Yeah, but when you told me about that, I didn't straight away go, oh, autistic, like, that's it, just autistic. Like, when I, if you just look at that as an isolated thing on its own. Yeah. Some people just have something like that, even when they're older. Sometimes it's just you think it's a bit weird because you just think, well, I've still got that. But, like, I... I know someone that's got a blanket. It's got the name of it had when they were a baby. So it's not new, new, but something like that. They still refer to it as that. They still can't sleep in bed without it under their pillow. So like on its own, it just looks like one thing. And they reckon that everybody's got autistic traits. You just need to have a certain amount of them to be classed as autistic. So there's some people that are borderline, some people that just have like three or four autistic traits. And I guess if you see them, you know, yeah. like when I've explained to you before that somebody, you say, oh, yeah, I do this and that's what makes me autistic. And they go, yeah, but I do that. Yeah. It's like that. So I imagine like for some people you'll do things and they don't think, well, that's an autistic trait. They just think she's a bit weird or yeah. they just think, yeah, I know someone that does that. She's just one of them. Um, it's only when you know someone that knows you well and they know the combination and there's too many things that are too weird. Like with me, like, it's not like after like a day of getting to know you, I was just like, oh, burger. Yeah. It took a while. Well, I say it took a while. It took like a week. And I just like in my head was putting all these things together. And I was just like, oh, she does do that. And she's got this. And I've seen her do that. And she was talking about this and there is that over there. And then like just at one point, I was just like, right, this is too coincidental now. You're definitely. But it took me because I knew what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but to anybody else, you're just seen as a bit odd. It's like even now, even though I'm diagnosed, like there are still times where I do stuff that are so weird that I have to. I mean, at least the, the difference is I used to have to just apologize or get embarrassed and leave. Now I just go, I've got Asperger's, all right? Like, this is just, I'm going to be doing this. Yeah. Um, and, or I understand myself. So if I've done something that's considered a bit odd and someone's told me it's a bit weird, I understand why I've been a bit weird and I don't feel like this, like, yeah, why yeah. did I do that? So I've got, like, that benefit of it, I guess. And even though you don't have the official diagnosis, like, I still feel like, feel free that, to fill your boots on that one now. Like, you totally can. Yeah, I think... Um... Another thing that annoys me, and it shouldn't annoy me, uh, but just in terms of what's been working me up this week, is since going, like, I didn't believe it when you told me, I didn't believe it when the first therapist told me, but when the second therapist that was actually, you know, looking for it, told me, yep, I'm gonna, like, move you on to referral, that's when I started changing my behaviours because I felt like there's a good chance now that I do have it. So if I change my behaviors, I can make like my life easier. So I stopped, I started just saying, so if someone said, do you want to come out or do you want to do this? I started just going, no, I don't. I want to be on my own. I don't want to hang out with you. And I started being a lot more like that. I started saying what I felt a lot more as well. And I started not pushing myself to talk to people and make small talk unnecessarily so now like I just don't and that is things that's changed and maybe that's not like a a great thing in terms of like making myself seem normal but it's been a great thing in terms of taking stress off and I don't feel exhausted when I come home from work because I've spent all day trying to talk to people and like make myself appear normal and things like that but then it gets me annoyed that it's taken me this long to start doing things that are just my natural way of being yeah i mean this is i mean obviously like i know there's like you can say stuff like and people say like no one's really normal but um like once you've got diagnosed you've got an excuse for doing the things that would consider weird to everybody else yeah so like you can start doing these things now that like you've said aren't considered normal but it doesn't matter because once it's out there and you're officially diagnosed as an asperger person yeah um it won't matter uh, it won't matter because nobody will see what you do as weird they'll just see it as that's what you do um and obviously you don't have to try and pretend to be like everybody else so 
And now that I've told you, like the thing that I think should also back up your belief that you have Asperger's is that once I told you and the two therapists told you and you started adjusting things that somebody with Asperger's would adjust to make their life easier and then it did make your life yeah, easier. Yeah, that's true. That sort of tells you that you you are. Like it, it feels like I was a massively fake person for a long time. And I say that not in a really bad way, but just not being like true to myself. And then I've started to be a lot more honest with myself about yeah. what I do like and don't like. And I, I've stopped pretending that I might one day like that. Or if I just go on a night out, I might enjoy it or things like that. Like I've Yeah, the started, things you, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like I've started to just, to just do what I know I want to do. And to be honest, most of the time that is just being like not hanging out with people and being in my flat on my own and stuff like that. But doing that more has made me feel like I feel a lot more comfortable in myself. And I'm I'm glad that I haven't, I'm like, I'm no longer doing the whole, oh yeah, I will come out and then getting home, shutting the curtains and tur- like turning my phone off and yeah. trying to avoid all the messages and then getting stressed while I come up with whatever my excuse is going to be the next day. Yeah. Like now I'm not doing that. I feel a lot better it's just irritating to me that, yeah, if I spent so long doing it a different way, like I could have, in theory, just been myself this whole time and saved myself a lot of stress. Yeah, but I mean, you, you're you 21 now. Yeah. Like, say you live to your 80s. Yeah, yeah, I know. So you mean, it's like 60 years of you can be yourself Yeah, now. yeah. It's not least bad. I mean, there's some people I know that, or I've read about as well, that didn't get diagnosed till they're in like their 50s, 60s. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like so they've had to go that whole time. Um, and yeah, it's just a massive release when you get diagnosed because instead of like NT people that stay at home all the time and don't go out, like it's seen as weird. It's seen as like odd. But when you're on the spectrum, like staying in inside and doing what you're doing is totally yeah. fine. And you know you're doing it to do it. So you can see it as like, you know, when you're not diagnosed, you're laying about thinking, am I boring? Am I a boring person? Yeah. You've asked me that before about yourself. Like, do you think I'm boring? But you've got to remember that the the things you're doing when you're at home is necessary and it is fine to do it. But yeah. you need the diagnosis to say that it's fine to do it. Yeah. Um. But like I say, you're, you're only 20 now. Um, yeah. You've got ages yeah. to go along doing this. And like you said yourself, when you said a week from now, will it matter? Like, yeah. This yeah. is obviously a much bigger thing. But like a year from now, yeah, like I say, right. I was just the same as you. I was frustrated. I was angry. Like I could list all the different people I blamed for yeah. me not getting diagnosed and how my life was like ruined and it was a waste of time. And like my whole life was like a complete waste of time because I've gone this long and all the key po- points in your life that shape the person who you become, school, college, uni, the decisions you make at that young age to determine who you're going to be. At the age I am now, I should be at the point where I'm doing what I'm doing. And all that stuff in the past was ruined Yeah, because I went through it wrong. And I used to do that for ages. Now I'm less that way. Um, now I'm like, it's fine. Like there's nothing, I, I've kind of accepted that there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, And all I can do now is do what's going to happen, not what has happened. Yeah. And you'll get used to it um it's just it's still really fresh with you you're probably going to go through a few more times of being annoyed with not being diagnosed sooner uh and being left to what you'll see is like being left to struggle but yeah you've just got to remember that most people out there don't realize and obviously awareness is way higher now like people get noticed much easier these days so for previous people like it's just been something that's a thing and it might be something where you maybe in the future everybody will recognize Asperger's or autism in someone straight away because everyone's more aware of it. Yeah. Uh, and they won't have to deal with this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just... Uh... Yeah, like I say, that it's, it's coming and going in waves of anger and at the moment it's probably a lot more heightened because I'm angry at myself and you got your for results. the results. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's me being... Yeah, I'm the results ang- triggered it. Yeah, definitely. And obviously you ruminate, think too much. Yeah. The results made you realise, well, I would have got better if I'd have had support and been diagnosed. And it just makes you think of everything else that this has happened to as exactly. well. Exactly. It's just a, it was a combination of things that were just building up and building up and making me annoyed. And then I project that onto different thought processes and it just messes with my whole feng shui. 
I don't know if you're using that right. I am. I don't think so. Yes. I don't. My feng shui is right out of loop. Isn't feng shui just furniture though? No. <laughs> Are you not thinking of like chi? My whole chi is <laughs> My uh-huh. yin and yang is gone. Okay, so has this made you feel any better talking about it? Uh, A bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting to fix it. Let's face it, if I was that good, then... Uh... <laughs> You'd be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... I'm just... <laughs> that would be your calling in life. These are just all... <laughs> you this wouldn't is... work in retail. Shut up. <laughs> this would just be... Yeah, I just, like, I had, I had a go. I tried no, to help. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. You are actually good to talk to. Like, I do talk to you when I need yeah. someone to talk to. I try. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll try less. No, week. no, I enjoyed it. It was a good chat. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's it for now, unless there's anything else you want to add. Uh, no. You better say the thing then that ends it. Bye.